Do you have an entrepreneurial spirit? Are you constantly thinking about how to create value and build new businesses? Are you trying to find innovative ways of doing business to replace old, outdated ones? If so, then this is the show for you. Hosted by me, Jimmy Gonzalez, and Devon Watts, two business startup coaches on with the knowledge that financial independence equals social independence. And our mission is to help you not just start a business, but scale it and keep it by providing the X's and O's of business creation and expansion. So join us as we share our experiences, tell stories of entrepreneurial success and failures, and break down lessons learned from sports entertainment. But don't worry, this is not a sports podcast. This is an uncompromising entrepreneur podcast. Welcome back to the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, we are moving along with our first MBA session, Mentored by Adversity session of season four. Uh, we are super excited about that. Of course, this is your co-host, Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., Coach Jimmy G, uh, as always with Anthony Devon Watts Jr. What's going on, good people? And uh, as we do with our NBA series, we are joined by Denard Fanad, uh, just a, a brother, a close, yeah, um, a close brother, a close friend, uh, one of the gentlemen that was uh, part of our alpha test for our purpose to profits program, not beta test. This was an alpha test. There were no betas in this group. Um, but yeah, we're super excited to to have Denard with us. Um, just to give a little bit of background, Denard is a 36-year-old black African-American of Haitian descent from Fort Pierce, Florida. Sure. Good time for Fort Pierce. Yeah, all our folks down there. He is a first-generation student uh, with Christian morals and values. He graduated on August 6th of 2021 with a dual degree, a Master of Social Work and a Master of Divinity at Andrews University. Again, so we are very excited to have you. Um, welcome, Denard. Welcome to the podcast and to our show. Um, thank you for joining us and blessing us with this opportunity to, to discuss and have this conversation with you. Uh, I also want to hear kind of as part of your, your bio in this introduction, your life achievement. Yeah. I know it, but I'd rather hear it from you. What's the yeah. one life achievement that you are most proud of? Yeah, I mean, uh, first and foremost, thank you. I feel like I'm about to preach uh, and do the formalities, but I appreciate y'all for real, for real. Um, and you all know this, uh, that um, I cannot say state my role as a individual without identifying what makes me a father, right? Um, so my greatest life achievement happened on June 16, 2020. Uh, my wife, Olda Fanad, and I welcomed our firstborn, Kanan Desden Fanad. And um, I all I all I can say, man, that he changed my life. He changed my title. He changed my opportunities to do more and to actually be more. And and also news to you all as well. Um, we are also welcoming our second in about six weeks here. Z hey, so so this is interesting. So we're naming all our kids after places where God met his people. Um, so his name is Zion Legacy for Nod. Um, so double the trouble, but I'm here for it, bro. Legacy. I love it, man. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. Um, sure. my, my recommendation to both you and the missus is stop at two. 
just just welcomed a third. We're outnumbered. Uh, We got a little bit delayed, actually, in our recording today because of daddy duties call, and we all know that's priority number one. Uh Jimmy hit me up. Hey, you good over there? Nah, not really. The toddler, uh, Linux, he's acting up. He's showing out, and um, I'm the I'm I'm showing up at the show. Let's just say that. Uh, wow. So uh, keep it where it's a one to one ratio between you and the chillings. Mm. Uh, but that's a that's a, a blessing, man. We're super super excited for you. And talk about powerful names, you know, Zion Legacy. Legacy, oh. yeah. love it, man. Love yeah. it. Important love it. <laughs> yes. Appreciate uh, it, Bridger. Yeah, Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, y'all know how I feel about that that word. Obviously, it's a part of uh, our our mantra. It's a part of uh, our value. Uh, and I even got it tatted on my arm. So, um, hey. love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, yeah, man. Again, super excited. Again, blessed for for the opportunity to to speak with you. Uh, glad to hear about the the accomplishments and where you're at with the family. Uh, all of us as dads, uh, and yeah. We thought we were going to have two for a while. Six years passed, and then uh, God put it on our hearts to have a third. Uh, hey. And super happy about that, which she's now 15, man. It goes by so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even with the challenges, which y'all know, man, just soak up every minute, uh, every second, because it goes by really, really fast. So, um, But I digress, man. Love love the kitties. Love the kids. Um, and I, I'm, I'm happy to be talking with two men two family men two fathers mm-hmm. uh, so we about to get into it so let's uh let's start you know how we do with our nba series um so excited to hear about all of the things that are going on with you and 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 uh your business but talk to us a little bit you mentioned obviously the the wife and the kids mm-hmm. uh, so tell us a little bit more about you personally and professionally where you're at right now yeah yeah um I call it uh, the roller coaster moment. You know that uh, first and foremost, I don't like to get on roller coasters, but I think it's the perfect metaphor to describe where I'm at. Um, within the span of three months after actually having engaged in what you all gave me an opportunity as an alpha, uh, I was able to start three different businesses. Um, so I am a, an evaluation consultant at uh, Spectrum Health Lakeland, uh, where I look at the determinants of uh, basically the determinants of structural racism and how it affects the communities of color. Um, but in addition to that, I'm also a social worker by um, nature, but also profession. Uh, so I was able to start um, Hilltop Counseling, where I talk a little bit more about that, but my focus is men of color, men of faith that are battling suicidal ideation between the ages of 18 and 35. And I'll tell you a little bit about that story later on as well. Um, because I believe out of your misery is birth your ministry. So that leads me to also Hilltop uh, coaching, ministry coaching, which um, I'm also a pastor. Um, and so you can tell, by the way, I like to talk a lot. But in that one thing I learned through all my experience with ministries, um, that a lot of people are articulate. They're, they, they're great presenters, great preachers, um, but they want to be leaders, but they don't know how to be led. Right. And so our goal is to teach leaders how to be led by the Holy Spirit, because um, you can't recreate the anointing. Right. Um, So that's the ultimate goal. Um, It's a lot. It's a lofty idea, but we serve a lofty God. Amen. Okay. And oh, let me answer. I said dropping some golden nuggets on that one. Bet, bet, bet. Uh, But uh, I'm just following y'all, man. I think what's most important to tell the people that y'all missed out on, man, my favorite fruit is a cucumber, bro. Uh, so the reality of that is that I think the cucumber is the perfect thing 
to describe uh, a little bit about me. 95% antioxidant, good for the skin. Got the little Jimmy thing going on, got the D going on. Uh, but the reality of it is it can it has multiple uses, right? Um, and, and that also leads me back to why I say it's like a roller coaster experience because the long story short is that I've had to do a lot. Remember in three months, basically start three businesses, a lot in a short amount of time. But you know, everybody gets on the ride for that that whole climax, that thrill experience. But I hate, I hate roller coasters. So the whole time I'm kicking and screaming. But when I went to y'all, um, the 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 purpose, the profits, and understanding that you all were just incubating me with my ideas, uh, it helped give me clarity. And then in a short amount of time, I just shot up to the top. You know, with a lot of my colleagues saying, "Hey, how how did you get this done?" But it was clearly because I recognized at that point in time, um, purpose and profits are not incompatible. Oh, mm, that's another bar. Hold on, drop the golden. Yeah, 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 yeah. Purpose, hold on, hold on. The purpose <laughs> and the profit—they're not incompatible. So, like, no. that's why we talk about this, like understanding your purpose, and you can still monetize that, man. Um, no, one of the things that um, I'm excited for our listeners to hear, like, as kind of we just go through this process of talking to you about, um, and uh, talking to you and talking to you about your journey, is how clear-eyed you are how sober eyed you are about the purpose that you serve, which, you know, Jimmy and I got the the benefit, the blessing of having a front row seat to the beginning of this journey where you didn't have that clarity, right? You didn't have that clarity. Um, we've talked about this a little bit off mic, but um, for those who don't know, the way that we all got connected, shout out to um, our homeboy, good friend of the show, Rico. Rico. Um, Rico. Rico um, again, somebody we've had an opportunity just like, um, you know, do life with, and, you know, mentor, nurture, the whole nine grow together. And he's off doing some phenomenal things. But yes. Rico linked us all up through him. That's how we're connected. And uh, when Jimmy and I started this this process of saying, hey, we want to get together a alpha group, an alpha test of men to be able to prove out these concepts that we've been working on and coaching and teaching and now have packaged into an actual program from start to finish. Like mm. who, who can we build with? And so we threw it out there into to the, the universe of ethersphere. Rico uh, put the bug in my ear. He's like, Hey, you need to holla at Denard. Um, you know, his wife has a business. That's how the seed was planted. So when uh, I approached uh, Denard about it, he was like, yeah, absolutely, man. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, I would love to just kind of learn from you guys. Like the wife has a business and, you know, she has an entrepreneurship uh, itch and stuff like that. So I just want to like get the information to give to her. Mm. And I guess somewhere in there, you know, between me and Jimmy running our mouths and pr- purpose, profits, find your tribe. That 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 seed that had already been planted, because I won't say we planted it, it was already planted by him. Right. Um, got the watering, the nutrients, it found fertile soil. Mm. And from there, we saw the roots start to take hold. And Denar saying, well, actually, you know, I do. I have always kind of had this itch. I just didn't really know how I serve it. And I have this purpose. And and so now, again, bro, just be able to hear you kind of talk in that you know, 30 second elevator pitch with such clarity around this is this is what I was called to do. I built three businesses. I've started three businesses. One is focused on this. One is focused on this. The other is focused on this. This is who we serve in this specific demo and why. Like, bro, it's like everything is it's like um, I feel like Phil Knight. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Phil Jackson, you know what I mean? Like, when you just see the triangle just being yeah. uh, executed perfectly, you're like, yeah, take yeah. the shot, Kobe. Take the <laughs> shot. Like, that's what it's like just hearing you break those things down because those are the things that obviously we've been kind of um, instilling and teaching, um, you know, with uh, all of the clients that we've had the opportunity to work with, man. So I'm excited for people to hear the culmination of that journey, how you got to this point, bro. Wow. Wow. And I... And- so. Go Talk ahead. to us a Go ahead, bro. Sorry about that. Uh, no, I was just, just going to ask. No, no, it's okay. I was just going to ask about, uh, obviously, I mean, you you know what your calling is. We've had conversations about, you know, really narrowing down the purpose within this entrepreneurial journey. But talk to us about that. You know, what was that moment that you you knew or you felt that entrepreneurship was a part of of your calling? All right. Um and that's a great question. I would I would call it like my aha moment, right? That moment of clarity. And and just I'll talk about two moments, and then I do want to circle back to um, the connection that D talked about and why I was able to identify that this may be something for for me. Because I think that's important. Because you all, let's, yeah, let's talk here, man. Let's talk you want to go there because I I think it's important yeah, to kind true. of highlight the fact that I wouldn't be able to see. I have this whole concept that. You can't see something in someone if it's not in you, right? And you all drew out my entrepreneurial uh, reality. I don't even call it itch, like my reality is it was, I was one of those people that were like that guapale where I'm closer to my dreams, but feel further away. And I'm helping, I'm overextending myself, trying to convince people of what I'm convicted of, right? That if you invest in yourself, that the fruits like you were talking about will come to fruition. And when talking to D, D had just point of clarity, like he was like, Hey, um, like we, we really would love to help, uh, your wife, but we, this is our specific group, you know, um, this is the specific group we're wanting to help. So here's what I'm trying to say. I think that what you're pointing out that I have is because you all modeled it from the onset. If that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's, that's what, when I retrospectively looked at it, I was like, Oh, that's why you were able to pull that out of me because you already said you are my target. You didn't say it directly like that, but in essence, I re- recognize I fit that that demographic, that target, and that led me to these two aha moments um, because I think this is very important because as we, so we we had our one-on-ones and I believe the one-on-ones with the group setting, the group setting already had me realize, man, that um, the diversity of the group, we can pull from it. But when we had the one-on-ones, you all were just asking me questions to talk deeper, right? And one thing that was just startling that I, the more I was trying to figure out my target audience or even people around me, the more I started recognizing that it was my story. For example, my first um, aha moment, like it actually happened when I transitioned from Southwest Michigan to here. So that happened on November 8th of 2021, right? Um, so I finish everything, graduate, and then we transition here and I'm still trying to find my way. And 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 so what happens is as I'm, as I'm coming here through transitions, I recognize that I am struggling try to try to find my niche here because I don't have my tribe. I don't have uh, the resources that I have back in Southwest Michigan. So it really forced me to go back and look at all your information and say, okay, how do you, where do you go? How do you uh, message and everything? So here's the interesting point, right? And as I was doing that, I actually had to circle back to my undergrad. In my undergrad, one of my teachers was, I don't know if y'all are gonna remember this. I, I, I think I'm a little bit older than y'all, now I'm joking. But um, 
the the reality is there was the famous Jet Jackson. That was my favorite show. Um, if you know Lee Thomas Young, he actually completed suicide at the age of 29, right? Um, um, and and I had my bout with suicide ideation at the age of 28. His mother was my women's lit teacher. Okay. Um, wow. and, and, and the wow. way this actually, yeah, the way this actually circles full circle is when I get here, I'm, I'm, I'm Haitian American. So uh, black African American of Haitian descent, the very first thing people are telling me, man, like the people in your, uh, in your group, in your culture and this specific age group, um, they're struggling, they're battling suicidal ideation. And so in that moment, everything just came full circle. Like, not only am I supposed to do this, not only am I in the right position to do this, I no longer just had to seek after people. People were coming to me because my messaging was already clear at that point in time. This is the group that I'm actually focused on. This is who I want to reach. And this is my story. And so I think that that connected and you all were trying to pull out my testimony and my story as I was going. And I'm really not able to articulate that. Um, I want to give people purpose that um, and the resources that I didn't have at the time. And so now I can clearly tell that to somebody that I'm not only am I here for a purpose, not only am I here for this moment, but I'm hoping that they can be too. Right. So that's it. Mm. No, I appreciate that, man. Um, it's crazy, right? It, it's, it's crazy because you're absolutely right. Like as we were going through the process, that was one of the things that, you know, Jimmy and I were just so insist insistent about is like giving you giving voice to your story. Like yeah. help us understand a little bit more about why are you so firmly rooted in, in this purpose of this is where you need to serve at. And I think there's something that was like, again, it's really profound in what you shared there. Right. Which is as you were going through that exercise, you realize that the people that you were you were looking to serve was actually a reflection of you and mm -hmm. you wanted to be able to provide that gap or to, to, to bridge that gap that existed in your own experience. Right. And fill that for others so that they don't have to go through that process alone. Right. And so it's like, it was at that moment that the, your purpose became like diamond clear, high grade diamond yeah. clarity, just right. Like, boom, this is it. I've heard it. Now, the next thing is, okay, I have clarity of purpose. Well, now, how do I start to go down that journey of translating it ultimately into profit, right? How do I end up um, serving folks and serving folks so effectively that they find value in what I offer and that value yeah. is reflected in, in how in how I'm compensated for my services, right? Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that you said um, two things. One when I had clarity and purpose and then I understood, like I understood who my tribe was, it wasn't that hard to then go find them. They start, yeah. I started to attract them to me because I was articulating that story. Right. Yeah. And so they were drawn to that. They, they understood the, um, they understood the, the connection, right. The connection, yeah. the fact that, Hey, this, this person understands my story, my, my purpose. I want to connect from that perspective. What I also love is that you had this, almost this forced, almost th this 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 forcing function of migrating from where you had all these resources and these habits and these structures and it was probably going to be really easy if you would have stayed in uh southwest michigan to just all right i got my degrees now let me just fall back into the rhythm of what i was doing but you had this forcing function of uprooting and now you don't have that system you don't have those connections 
And it forced you to say, well, what do I have that is consistent, right? What is the one community that I have? Well, it's the information, it's the guidance, it's the structure that was provided, um, the roadmap of how to navigate this of building from nothing to building to something. And then so going back and digesting the the um, the uh, course content that we put together that you had access to via email, via app that we put together, um, and then just staying true to that, right? Staying true to that is... Um, it's the you know the same concept that I tell folks when it comes to like approaching sales or you know um, you know um, sports or anything like that right they tell you you know even if you haven't had success for example like baseball connecting with the ball don't focus on trying to get a hit focus on the fundamentals of your swing and if you just focus on the fundamentals and you discipline yourself to do that effectively over and over and repeat it over and over you're bound to make connection right. And it'll take care of itself, right? And so that's exactly what you did. You you're like, look, I, I had to focus on the fundamentals of going through this content and just staying f- affirmed in that. And if I just focused on that, eventually I'm bound to connect. And you did, and now you've been able to build uh, again, you know, three businesses in in the span of um, you know uh, a year or so. You know, coming up on a year or so, and it's just it's a beautiful thing to see, bro. Beautiful thing. Appreciate that. No, I like that. What, what, well, but from what both of you said, you know, and we were talking a little bit about this on the last episode too, uh, Devon, is the power of connecting with your community and your tribe through storytelling. But you, you really have to know your own story, right? So, yeah, within our program, we talk about uh, from purpose to profits, which is a, a whole program in itself. But if you're just even trying to figure out your purpose in, in life and kind of where you're at right now, again, that's also another program uh, and, and coaching program that we offer as well. So definitely you can go to our uh, website, uncompromisingcoaches.com. If you'd like a consultation, uh, whether it's to go through the purpose, uh, life purpose program that we have, or if you know that, hey, I'm an entrepreneur, or I'm thinking about getting into this entrepreneurial space, and I, I would definitely like that that coaching and have somebody to, to talk to, then we would definitely give you a consultation on that as well. But it's all about knowing your story, right? And taking a look at the things that you've gone through in the past, and not necessarily revisiting the the trauma, but just at least taking a look at the the things that have led us to where we're at now. And sometimes it is difficult to look back and, and analyze those things. But when you do, then you realize, oh, wow, I went through some things. Mm-hmm. I saw some things in my life. And yeah, God either allowed or had me go through those things for a reason. Mm-hmm. And especially with the type of hearts that we have is because I need to help people. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way that I'm going to be able to help them as effectively if I didn't have that experience myself, if I didn't have that story. Uh, so one, it makes you that much more effective as a coach, as a counselor, uh, as a pastor, as somebody who's ministering to others. And then it makes your your story that much more powerful and it allows it to connect that much more so that the folks that you you know that you've been put here to help, 
you can mm-hmm. connect with them directly through those stories. And like D said, like focusing on the fundamentals, the more you do that, the crispier you get. And I was even telling you earlier, you know, just how, how inspired I was by looking at your live earlier today on Facebook and like, man, my man's on point. Look okay, at him. Okay. But that, that takes that clarification. It takes knowing your purpose, knowing your story and being able to articulate in that way that connects with people. Uh, mm-hmm. It definitely connected with me. And I know you're connecting with a lot more people out there as well. Appreciate that, Frederick. Yeah, for sure. Got me cheesing for ear to ear, man. I appreciate y'all, boys, man. I'm out here blushing purple, boy. Appreciate y'all. I seriously. So you've you've talked a little bit about it uh, already. Uh, I would definitely. I know Devon would like to to hear about one overall. Who are some folks that have helped you to grow as an entrepreneur? But even if you can get into a little bit more of uh, some of the specifics and activities that we went through that you feel helped you as you went through our alpha test and, uh, you know, within the purpose to profits program again, to, to help you get to where you're at today. Yeah. Uh, that's, I would definitely say the first thing is, um, the, the story, the strength based story, knowing your story definitely helped me to fine tune it. I, I really, another component that you all encouraged was like, uh, I have this saying, nothing good is meant to be kept to yourself. Right. So you all were just mm. encouraging, like having brainstorming sessions. Um, and it's in those brainstorming sessions, honestly, like um, I felt people were, I felt that was the first time I was being undone to be redone, right? Because you you have this thing in your mind that you think is it, right? But in going back to that whole, um, that itch, um, and it doesn't necessarily, it's not what tickles their fancies, but they some if they know you well enough, they can tell you like, especially with minds that which I want to switch to the pitch here because the pitch was so important. Um, but you couldn't just jump to the pitch without knowing your target audience, knowing your tribe, knowing your messaging, knowing your story. And so as we fine tuned that, um, the interesting thing was that the thing that was missing a lot of times for the people that knew me in the brainstorming session, because we can get so monotonous. They were like, Denar, it's, it's missing your personality. Right. Uh, and, and you all just kept like one thing that implicitly y'all kept trying to make clear is that you are your brand. You're the best thing that you can actually be um, and uh, marketing wise. And so as 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 I would say, I think it's very we don't want to do the work, but I can tell you after going through the process, I went to at least two more like incubators and things of that nature. And I was already and I said this to you all now and. The interesting thing is at, at the next incubator that I go to, um, because, you know, you're having to try to find ways to scale up monetarily. Right. Um, and so I'm going to try to win these prizes. Interestingly enough, when people see what I had to present, they're like, why are you here? You already have a complete package. Right. Um, the other one, to be honest, the other one I went through, um, um, God be praised. I would at the last minute I pull out after presenting. And the director calls me later. He's like, man, um, like, I need you to come present for us. And the, the one of the judges messaged me afterwards. He's like, you know, you won that, right? You know, you won that. Uh, but I pulled out and, and pulling out gave another person that I felt like needed more of the resources um, at that point in time to actually feel that hope and to keep pushing. But the reason I'm putting that out there is because um, by the time I, I finished the program and I was able to go to other programs, I was much further along than even I knew, to be honest. It was in being in those other settings, I was able to 
find out. So for me, I would say anybody that goes through the program, I'm very big on one on ones because in group settings, you get you get that energy, you get that vibe. You can actually keep going and seeing the the group of men that were there. It really helped me to realize the diversity of talent and giftings that was there. But um, also being able to say own my own sphere of influence. That's something uh, you all just kept telling me, like own your sphere of influence. And then the other thing I would say in the one on one, you all helped me take stock of my inventory, because uh, for those that are listening, it's easy to think that, man, I need to get more professional development, more certificates. I'm not against that. I'm not against that. But what I'm saying is don't do that before you take stock, which is what you all told me of your your own your, the skill sets you already have. Right. So which was problematic because that's what, what one of the core reasons I felt like I was further away than I was closer because I felt like there was more I needed to do. And you all stopped me like, bro, you got two degrees. <laughs> and so I think reframing that to say that. Um, you add value versus you need to um, try to create value. Yeah, that's a bar too. You add value versus you uh, feeling like you need to create uh, create value. I like that. I like that a lot. Sky, I appreciate it, Reggie. Yeah. Hey, more 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 more, more golden nuggets <laughs> dropping on the head tops. That's how we do. No, man. Um, I, again, I just. I appreciate you um, just kind of sharing, you know, how impactful, you know, the the experience um, was. And more importantly, like, I think I think there is something to be said of when you when you remove yourself from the space. Right. And you start to enter other spaces with other folks that are at similar stages in their journey and they feel like, hey, all right, you know, we're on the same grind. Right. We're at the same level. We're trying to secure additional resources, additional support to get that validation in those spaces from other folks that through winning. Right. So you differentiated yourself there. So like through winning, through folks approaching you and saying, bro, why are you here? That's just affirmation about where you're where you're at in the journey and how polished um, your vision is. Right. Where a lot of folks don't um, don't necessarily have that. And so um, I think that that is actually was probably an important part in just your journey of getting that additional validation outside of um, obviously, you know, the safety um, of you know, uh, what we built over the, you know, that 90 day you know, uh, program together of having one on ones in the, that community, mm-hmm. you had to you had to go in front of folks that knew nothing about your journey, knew mm-hmm. nothing about the work that you did. And you just had to present the final product. And for them to say, bro, why are you here? This is po- I need you to come and actually teach us about <laughs> this again. It's just another mm-hmm. validation that, hey, I, I've done the I've done the work. And so now it's yeah. time to put put together or to put in motion the plan. So, yeah. I appreciate that. I would say one more thing, too. Nah. One thing that you all encourage. Uh, uh, sorry, Jimmy. Uh, I like to hear myself talk. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was shook. No, seriously. One thing that was constantly encouraged is to write down. Right. Um, and and I think even in that practice, like documenting um, your journey is also something that I think is of high value, because like you all know, in social work, I've said this before. If it's if it's not documented, it didn't happen. So I was able to actually document my journey um, and, and documenting my journey. I was able to see the growth. Right. I was able to see the growth. I didn't just have to articulate it. And then the other part is I um, Jimmy, shout out to Jimmy. He said, Denard, um, maybe you just need to. And this happened in the whole season. It was he just dropped the word like basically you need to repurpose what you already have. Right. Uh, and so I was thinking about starting something new, 
And in the one-on-one, he's like, Denard, man, I can see this. I can see that. I can see this. So he was able to cast a vision. And this is the catch. This is the catch with the, um, in, 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 in my one-on-ones, at least. When the visions were being cast, I was able to actually see myself in it, right? And that's that was the beautiful thing. That's what really etched in my heart an indelible impression that not just I can do this, I am this, right? And so I think that that's the encouragement I would give anybody that's listening is to know that um, sometimes some people see it in you um, before you see it in yourself. And you both are um, uh, basically health enthusiasts. And sometimes you'd be putting in all that work. I call it menopause, no, no, no pun intended, but where you're putting all the work and you don't see the growth or you don't see, this is nothing to do with menopause, but my, it's a joke I have. It's just like, it's a running joke that you don't see the change. And, um, and the interesting thing, you gotta, you, you'll have somebody come around and be like, bro, you look good, bro. What you've been doing in the gym. And so they see it in you before you see it. And that's what I believe the one-on-ones were like pulling out what was already there, but allowing me to see it for myself. It was like a sounding board. Yeah. Two, two things that you mentioned, man, and I, I appreciate you, um, to speak into that. Uh, we, I mean, we, not for nothing, man, we, we definitely had some, some deep conversations, um, some spirit filled conversations, you know, along the way, uh, which is always powerful, man. Um, just being able to have conversations with another man or men of faith and, and really being able to dive into those conversations. Cause we, we ultimately know who's leading us, you know what I mean? Mm. So even if we're still trying to figure out, we know that the steps that we're taking are, are being spirit led, man. So um, two things that, that you said that are, are connected, right? So one is sometimes it, it could be for a number of reasons, a lack of confidence, uh, but people tend to, and I've fallen victim to this at times, you know, they want to get more notifications, more of this or more of that, either because they don't believe in themselves or they're just scared. So they, they stay in this process of accumulating more degrees and certifications to hold them from actually going out there and doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, when men stay where you're at, stay where, stay where you're planted and grow. Like you have what you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I have to remind myself sometimes about that as well. So hopefully that, that touches somebody out there. The second thing is, man, just repurposing content. So yeah. in that conversation, we're talking about things that you've done, you know, recordings and videos that you have. I'm like, yeah. man, like you have content. It's all about just repurposing. Sometimes we get in this frenzy. I have to create new stuff. I have to create new stuff. You can go back into the tuck, see what you have. And how do I take this video? How do I take this audio and do it in a different way and put it back out there? Yeah. Um, so it's such a powerful thing to, to repurpose your content or taking one piece of content. I talked about the the podcast that I saw you on recently. You know, how do you take that one video and chop that up into video, into audio, into mm-hmm. quotes? And now you can have five, 10, 15 pieces of content all from that that one piece of, of larger content, that long form content. Uh, so stay where you're at, stay where you're planted and grow. You are enough. You have, you have mm. enough. That doesn't mean don't continue to learn and grow. Um, but make sure you're doing it for the right reasons, not because you're scared, not because you feel like it, it, it satisfies something in you, some hole. Uh, there's only one really way to, to satisfy and to fill that hole that's in your heart and in your spirit. And Come number on, two, now. repurpose your content, share what you already have, do it in different ways. One, because people learn and get connected with you in different ways. Uh, so for all of those reasons, repurpose your content and make life easier on yourself, especially as a budding new entrepreneur, and especially if you're a solopreneur and you're doing it by yourself, make things easier for you. 
Well, you better preach, boy. Hey, 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 you you got you got me going. Hey, that can that can that can preach. You are enough. I I, I can't I can't I, I just say this just tangentially. Uh, that is probably the one of the crux in starting something new is the belief that there's more to do. There's more that I need to be. Um, but just those three words, bro, how freeing and liberating it is. And just to know that the people that have actually journeyed um, further than you and have seen more than you can tell you, you are enough, man. So like that, that is a statement I believe that goes across board professionally, personally. So, man, when I say that can preach, I, I believe that um, that's the essential uh, ingredient to um, just branding yourself and also trusting the journey, trusting the process and putting in the fundamental work is that you have to recognize at the beginning part of it that you are enough. So, man, thanks for that reminder. That can preach, bro. For sure, man. And actually, I appreciate both of you guys just doubling down on that, right? Because I think where, you know, kind of those three words, you are enough, are the most impactful is when you ultimately end up facing adversity in your journey. Like you need that, that those words of affirmation that I am enough. And so I want to talk a little bit about adversity um, as you've you know built out these three businesses, as you've started to go down this entrepreneurial path. And uh, again, you're talking about um, you know, um, graduated, relocated, yeah. new baby on the way, starting, you know, giving birth to three businesses, the whole nine. Yeah. I know that along that journey, you've had to have run into adversity. So I'm just curious from you, can you share maybe with our listeners where you face adversity in this process? And then how did you work through that? Like, what did you do in order to work through that um, and ultimately learn and grow from it? Yeah. Um, uh I will say, even with what you said, just to be very clear, I think um, the, you use the right word. I don't know if you were using this to kind of tickle my fancy, bro, but the real, reality is I, I think those um, those adversities are, you said birth, birthing businesses are birthing pains, right? Um, and in and, and the form of what Jimmy was also talking about, like learning how to like grow where you are, but also being willing to be uprooted because there's new growth that needs to take place. Um, and the short version of it is just timeline, graduate August um, in two months, the place I'm working is like, basically we can't keep you. If you wanna stay on board, you gotta start a business. I gotta learn scope of work. But luckily during this time, I'm actually doing, doing your process. I don't know if y'all remember. So it's like, keep in mind, this is a 90 day process. So it's like right on time for me, right? Um, so again, you gotta see God's hands. Um, so. Right when they saying like, can you submit this? I'm like, boom, here it is. I got it. Here it is. I got it. You know. And then so fast forward. Here's where the adversity comes into play because um, timing can be an issue. Um, and then the other part of it is um, the reality of not having the necessary resources to move forward to where your heart palpitations are. So a clear example would be, um, I had an 18 month plan to scale up. You know, focus on one business. Um, and however. Uh, my wife, <laughs> October, end of October hits. We're in Southwest Michigan for all the listeners. Um, I'm from Florida, by the way. So I'm a Sunshine State boy. We don't like snow, bottom line. Oda basically says, shout out to Oda, um, also entrepreneur in her own rights. Uh, she basically says, I'm not spending another day here. <laughs> so we transition. And and for those that don't know, and, and as, a, as a social worker and evaluator, 
do you did you know that above divorce, the highest thing that actually creates tensions and relationships are transitions? And it's a lot of time because of timing and lack of resources, right? And I'm smack dab in that. We sell everything we own, like all my all my all my uh camera equipment, all this stuff, I gotta sell it. Um, so here again, you, you said earlier, D, to sometimes learning how to make something out of nothing. And I feel like that's God's best craft, but that's also where I feel like my biggest struggle be sometimes, you know. Um, and so because in order to scale up, you gotta have some sort of resource. So here we are transitioning, you know, transition costs, and we get to um Georgia, and the short version of it is is that Denard is now trying to start a business, trying to scale up, trying to do marketing, trying to basically do all this stuff, but it's it's monetary cost. So I'm faced with the reality, do I want to be a full-out entrepreneur? And sometimes we have this or dual entrepreneur, or do I go back to work and funnel some funding back into this? And that's where I believe faith also has to be exercised. Um, um, for those that have ever experienced where you don't have money or you have more money than you have uh, problems or you have more bills than you have problems, I call that riding on faith because it's like past your reservoir. And the short version is, man, we got hit where um, we got here November 8th, the day before my birthday. And um, we came here for a, my wife's job. November 11th, we found out that she didn't get the job. Right. Um, so now not only are, are are we depending on my business uh, to do something, but my business is not up and running yet. Right? Really. And so we, we fast forward. Uh, my wife gets a job, starts December 17th. Um, and again, we're thinking things are going to go well. And keep in mind, we're we're now, at least now at this point, while we're recording this, we're five weeks away from having our baby. At that time, we're we're like, uh, I want to say at least a couple of months in. And then she she's actually parts ways. They let her go on February 25th. So now I have to sell my car. Uh, and then in the interim, unfortunately, unforeseen circumstance, my dad actually um, um, got ill in the month of March, um, and is in another country. He was, he coded, but they were actually able to revive him. So here's where you see the clash of adversity. It's not just business, it's professional, personal. Um, and all the while I still have a three year, um, evaluation that I have to do for, uh, my evaluate of my, my, um, my client for the evaluation consultant. So, this this is where the adversity really hits, where your world stops, but you got to keep going, right? And you don't have it in you. And so the short version of it is, I want to say what kept me. Um, there were conversations I had um, with you all that I know in the time where I was just trying to um, be hopeful, bro. Just be hopeful and say, I know things going to change. And going back to the roller coaster metaphor. Um, the thing is that in the in the roller coaster, I hate roller coasters, and I just say this in, to end. Um, sometimes you don't get to choose where you sit because you take so lo long to get on the ride, right? And um, and that's how I felt. I was I was I was forced to wait for other people to get to that. Remember that climax I was talking about that 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 thrill where you go, you're about to do the big drop. And so, unfortunately, at that point in time. That's where I started learning that Proverbs 17, verse 17 says, a brother loveth at all time, but a friend is born in adversity. And so people were calling me and believe it or not, it was just people saying to me during that time, like, Denard, like, you're, we need you. Uh, you're called to do this. And then some people practically, I remember one day 
when I didn't have much, a line brother that I helped back in 2008. Um, when his, we, the first day we were online, his dad actually passed and a perfect stranger I'm cradling as a, as a brother. Right. And he calls me, he hears about everything I'm going through. You can hear his voice start to quiver. And he's like, bro, like you literally was one of those dudes that gave me your shirt off your back. And he's in a better position now. And he was like, D, um, I'm, I'm closing on something for my mom right now, but I'm going to send you a G right now. And he sent it to me that day. So being able to get resources from other people that not just believe in you, but they 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 provide for you financially. Um, but ultimately, I'm gonna be honest, y'all boys, man. Um, my dog, it. I believe there's sometimes where, I it's just your faith, man, that can keep you through, man. Because watching my wife, we not have insurance, not knowing where our next uh, paycheck's gonna come from. Uh, trying to sell a car was an endeavor, but here's the catch. Everything I was doing was actually um, uh, building the entrepreneurial spirit in me. I, I, I hope y'all catch that. Like in order to sell my car on Facebook or eBay, I had to really, I had to take the right angle. You know, I had to grind and market it and all these things. You get what I'm saying? And so ultimately um, talking about repurposing, it was in that moment I realized that I had to use everything I learned along the way in order to move me along the way, if that makes sense, right? And so that's that's how I overcame, man. I would say, crucially, faith, family, and friends, bro. That's that's really what what moved me. No, man, that's a word. I love that. You know, everything that I learned along the way is what I needed to use in order to move along the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. For those um, who didn't pick it up, um, and I think what you're really talking about, man, is you know, it's 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 Mr. Miyagi teaching you how to mop, eh? right? It's yeah. these things that you had to learn, and out of necessity of I have to get this done, or like I in order to to make sure that we have some semblance of stability, I have to make this happen. That allowed you to also put into practice and to flex these muscles that ultimately are going to be beneficial for you with the business that you've been building along the way. Um, and what I really appreciate is with your summation of just kind of, you know, faith, um, you know, family, friends being kind of those three pillars that allowed you to be able to navigate this adversity in your life, this uncertainty. All of those require to to have connection. All of those require connection. It requires a tribe. It requires communication. It requires collaboration. And the reason why that's so important is um, for those that have been rocking with Jimmy and myself for a while, you have heard us mention time and time again why as an entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur, building a business, building your business does not have to be a lonely endeavor. We don't care what people have said, how they've tried to cast this this image of entrepreneurship being a, a, a lonely grind, a solo grind and all it. No, you mm. can create you can create connections. You can find community. You can find folks that you can lean on, that you can tap into, that you can pull from, that can pour into you in the moments that you need it. Yes, there are going to be certain elements that certain uh, parts of your journey that we can't do for you. Your tribe can't do for you. But 
they can they can um, provide the the resources and support that precede that moment and they can provide the nurture the nurturing the encouragement during that moment and then also the praise and the adulation after that moment right and so you have to be able to recognize that and so um i appreciate the example that you're sharing um, because it just aligns so so deeply it's, it's such a real world example of why we talk about having a community about who you build with and the whole nine you can see it hear it from denard's experience like this is why this is the why we stress that so much well said that, yeah he y'all just y'all said it all the only thing i i will say is as i'm as i'm listening to both of you um obviously denard our our friendship and brotherhood is is still fairly new but growing yeah. um, you know devon and i have been together for a while but i just think about you know there there's a handful of of dudes of men in my life right that you know even if you don't really talk to them that much like right now in a moment but they they did something they had your back like you said literally would take off the the, the shirt off their back mm-hmm. and provide it to you and helped you through adversity helps you through these situations that you just know that you got these cats that are going to ride with you for life. You know what I mean? And like, that's all I need. But it, it also gets back to just the the power of your inner circle and the folks that you can count on. You know, you were talking earlier about the brainstorming. Well, in order to brainstorm, you have to have people that you can trust yeah. that you can trust that are going to be transparent and tell you the real, uh, that you can, you can trust that are going to give you sound advice and, and discernment when maybe you don't necessarily have it yourself. Mm-hmm. All of those things are important for brainstorming to take your ideas to the next level. And especially for those times of adversity, when you forget, when you need reminders that the world needs what you got, Mm. God put you here for a reason. The world needs what you got. And and sometimes we get so focused. We look at, we're looking inward and we're so focused on our own struggles and challenges and the things that we're going through. uh, When Mm. we need that reminder to, to man, look out, you know, help somebody else. And as you're able to do that, you're able to you're also able to help yourself out of those situations yeah. and, and some of those things that you're challenged with too man so um man powerful powerful you know just talking i appreciate you as well just sharing those 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 personal you know pieces of, of things that you've gone through and, and are still kind of currently going through right now man so um but that's what entrepreneurship is all about right is in that adversity is i'm going to do what it takes i'm going to mm-hmm. uh to be creative in my thought process, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I, I say the word sacrifice, uh, but this is, this it's, I'm going to be uncompromising. I'm going to be uncompromising in the things that I need to do to get this done for my family, for my legacy, and for the people out there that, that I know God has put me here to touch and to help along the way. So uh, again, applause to you, man, for, for being uncompromising, being savvy in those situations. Um, <laughs> And, and, and getting yourself through it, you know what I mean? And getting to, to the point that you're at now. Um, it's only going to help you in the future because there's always going to be other, you mentioned the roller coaster, right? Yeah. There's going to be other ups and downs along the way. So it just makes it um, never easy, but a little bit easier when you can look back and say, okay, I did it before. God got me through it before. I know mm-hmm. I got people. This is how we did it. I know we can do it again. Let's go. Hey, he'll do it again. Come on, man. He'll, he'll, he'll do it again. That's for sure. So, um, man. Powerful, powerful, uh, just a story. And again, kind of breaking down some of the adversity that you've been through that uh, has helped you to, to get to, to where you're at and to grow to where you're at right now. 
when you think about our uncompromising family out there, uh, all of the folks around the world that listen to our podcast and, and are listening to you as well, bless us with, uh, with the knowledge and the gems that you're dropping. What's one uh, word of advice you know, that you would share with entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs today about building a business? I would say yeah. um, two, two things. It's actually three, but I would say more importantly, um, in Creole, we say, uh, my dad says in relationships, he basically says, in all relationships, you need three components. Be tactful, intentional, and operate with a degree of sensitivity. Um, and I think um, when we talked about that tribe and that, being able to connect and things of that nature. It's also having the humility that you're not the only expert in the room and that um, um, to get people sold out, you got to get their buy-in, right? Um, and and have them feel like they're a part of the journey. So I would say the first thing is um, be tactful, be intentional, and operate with a degree of sensitivity. I like the last part because like when you're on your grind and you think it's you against the world, you're, you're gonna uh, think it's just that, but it's, if you're, if you're, if you're purpose driven, then you're probably trying to solve a wicked problem that's bigger than you, right? Um, so if it's bigger than you, then you, you're gonna need more than you to solve the problem. Um, so just coming in with that mindset, the, the second thing I would say is, at least for me, uh, one of my key philosophies and profession um, professional and also personal is never make what you're doing more important than the people you're doing it with. Um, and I think that that's uh, just a, something to just keep in mind as you move forward, because um, I was saying this today on the podcast. What I found is interesting is that um, people tend to want to ride your coattail on the, the up the, the ladder or the roller coaster up to success. And so you have to be um, careful to know that um, in those ups and downs, you need to make sure that you you value people just as much as you value going through the process, right? Whether um, they're just there for the coattail ride or they're just there in the trenches and the valleys and the plains where there's there's stagnation, right? Um, so just making sure you value people um, because you're going to need people. Um, there's there's no there's no profits without people, basically. Um, and then the other part I would say, at least for me. Um, I think I, I think this is where the writing part became important for me. Um, sometimes I think you, I, I don't think any artist or any person that is a creative uh, can can do what they do without intentionally creating time for reflection, right? Um, and I think sometimes with the mindset of success, we can get so caught up in wanting to just do. Or we can be in the paralysis of, of of just being, like not doing, right? And and but in that moment, we I think we need to create room for reflection and the in the quietness of solitude and contemplation, allow for the the moments to come to you. Like, and that's where I think in writing, it really helped me to reflect and know what direction I wanted to take and uh how how God, in, in, in my opinion, that's the, the time I was most sensitive to the voice of God, whether I was pushing Canaan in a stroller and he falling asleep and me not paying attention. Oh, the, uh, forgive me, by the way, if you watch this. 
but um but uh god was just like basically clearly putting me in a direction and um and then the last thing i would say man um be be nice to strangers man you never know who you're running into because uh for me at least when i had succumbed to amnesia it was strangers that came my way to remind me of the the purpose god had birthed in me um going back to the birthing pains um and 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 if you forget anything i would tell you one of the basic things you can do is just uh join the journey for as an uncompromising entrepreneur because um uh, you don't know what language you need until you actually put yourself in a position to be um basically poured into and i think that that's what happened for me um i was looking for it for someone else uh, my loved one um the person i love the most but um i was able to be poured into and i didn't know i needed that right um at that moment so for all the entrepreneurs out there just basically uh, time to reflect uh, put yourself in a position to be an uncompromising uh, entrepreneur by being poured into. Um, never make what you're doing more important than the people you're doing it with. Um, and then also, I personally believe this. I just personally believe this. If you're building relationships, be tactful, be intentional, um, and also operate with a degree of sensitivity. Nobody got time for fluff. Um, I believe in altruistic affirmation. Um, so just tell people what you see and what they give and what they can do and let them do the rest, man. That's That's all I have to give. bars yeah bars you gave a lot you gave a lot we love it um so no i definitely appreciate that man and again i'm sure our uncompromising entrepreneurs out there got a lot out of that tell us how how our people can find you i know you have a couple of websites out there sure. i'll start with um <laughs> hilltopconsultingcoach.com yeah 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 um yes hilltopconsultingcoach.com if you're interested in any type of mission-based work that would um, and whether it's equitable evaluation, whether it's justice, equity, diversity, inclusion, if you're seeking to um, make change towards wicked problems, I believe data can be a form of advocacy. Uh, so let's create space for black emergent thinkers or organizations that are seeking to uh, deal with some of the underserved, under-resourced uh, under communities that need uh, people to move the um, community block grants forward or initiatives. Um, also, I have uh, Hilltop or HT um counselingcoach.com which uh there I, i've said it before my, my clear focus is men of faith men of color um that are battling with suicide ideation between ages of 18 and 35 but keep in mind we don't turn anyone around if there's uh, someone that we can't serve we'll refer them out we have a referral process we have an intake process um and also if anyone needs a sliding scale uh in regards to finances because listen i came from food stamps and um although we're moving up the ladder I know I know what 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 it feels like when it hurts, but you still need help. So um, feel free to reach out. We're willing to work with anyone and everyone, um, but specifically the target group is men of color, men of faith that battle with idea, uh, suicide ideation between the ages of 18 and 35. And then the last thing is uh, Hilltop Ministry Coach. I'm very big on this simply because um, you got a lot of um, what do you call it uh, uh, wolves in sheep clothing. Got a lot of uh of people that out there mm -hmm. that making people feel good to 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 fill their pockets real good, right? Um, so I believe like right now, um, one of the most authentic way to engage in ministry is to be led. Um, so that there are purposes. If you if you find yourself calling yourself a leader, then um, probably if it it needs to be more of an honorable mention instead of you calling yourself that. I never saw uh LeBron James call himself King James for say. Uh, so or Michael Jordan call himself the the best 
Um, so self-proclaimed uh, titles is what we're trying to help people move away from and actually just proclaim the title of the king for he is Lord and Lord alone. And we hope to do that through helping people learn how to, in their ministries, build out ways to be led in a professional and, the, and also in a very biblically centered way and Christ centered way. So that's our hope. Um, we do have um, social media handles, but I'll be putting that information out at the end of the month um, because that way we'll be engaging more information with our viewers to make sure that we can meet your needs. And other than that, man, I, you can find me here on this podcast. Sure. For sure. Yeah. And as you get those other handles, of course, you know, we'll put the uh, the websites in the show notes. But as you get more information, let us know. We'll continue to add that okay. uh, for our our viewers and our listeners, because uh, we have our listeners who listen to the podcast. It is on all major podcast platforms. Uh, so wherever you like to be, that's where we're going to be at. And also for our visual learners out there, you know, you can catch us on the YouTube channel. If you haven't done so, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're going to continue to drop the fire and that heat that is an uncompromising entrepreneur podcast. Um, as always, we would definitely appreciate you liking this episode, subscribing to the YouTube channel and sharing We've just shared a wealth of knowledge. Janard has shared a wealth of knowledge and experience. So share this episode with another person, another entrepreneur who you know is going to be blessed uh, by the stories, by the laughs, uh, by the deep moments, and again, the gems that were dropped as we had this conversation today, uh, which I know was a blessing for all of us. Uh, so yeah, if you are at that point where you know, man, this all sounds good. I really need to talk to these to these gentlemen. Again, you can go to uncompromisingcoaches.com, sign up for a, a free consultation. We'll give it, you know, have that opportunity just to talk and really talk about a game plan uh, and what that could look like for you. If you're still on the fence, man, do I have what it takes to be an entrepreneur? Go to the website, uncompromisingcoaches.com. Uh, you'll see a pop-up that allows you to go through a survey and provide you some feedback about where you're at and those next steps. Uh, that'll also get you on our newsletter. Uh, get on the newsletter where we continue to, to not only provide you information about the episodes and when they're dropping, but we'll have other uh, content and, and specific mindset things that are going to be helpful for you along your journey as well. Uh, so there you go. A wealth of knowledge, a wealth of resources. That's what we do. We love to teach. We love to share. Uh, and we love to provide you with the resources and make it easy for you to have what you need to pursue purpose, create profits and build legacy. Uh, as always. This is uh, Coach Jimmy G, Devon Watts, and again, thank you so much, my friend, Denard Fanad, by blessing us with your uh, with your presence today, man. It was awesome. Um, to our folks out there, uncompromising family, as always, y'all, God bless. Stay encouraged. <laughs>